What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Chasing, Chasing Holy. So I know y'all it's been a really long time, but mm-hmm. praise the Lord that we are back. You know, we've been we've been going through it. Through it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. We've been we going have. through it. You know, I started school. India, she's in college doing her work daily. Daily. You there's wanna? there's no stop to it. But yeah, yeah. But we're gonna focus on now, today, and every um beginning of the month saturday so sat every saturday every saturday no not every saturday. of the be- of the beginning of the month right right so i don't know how to put that in words but you know what i'm saying like every saturday mm-hmm. every first saturday of the month thank you yes thank you god and every last saturday of the month we are going to be having episodes at 10 a.m it is not thursday evening anymore so do not look out on thursday it evening. is saturday morning saturday morning the first saturday of the month at 10 a.m and the last saturday of the month at 10 a.m 10 a.m why because duh like you get started with your day like and that's a fresh new weekend you mm-hmm. have fresh new insight a fresh new perspective Facts. No so work. no no work. work so y'all are able to for take most your time us. out for most of us though no yeah some people right. do work some on saturday do, yeah yeah but um I think we should just get started because we have a lot to talk about with you guys. We're going to be discussing this book called Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you guys are probably like, "Uh, I don't want to read a book right now. (laughs) Okay, I get that. But this book is so good that it's not even going to feel like you're reading a book. Like, it's just that good. It's going to feel like you're watching a movie, listening to a movie. Yeah, I could see that. You know, like, that emotion. You may not see the movie, but the movie's so good and, and, like how the movie is i don't know what you're talking about okay that's fine. <laughs> i hope y'all know what i'm talking about okay but i want to ask you a question right mm-hmm. whoa <clears throat> i want to ask you a question but before i ask you i think that we should just pray absolutely so let's get let's get started yeah all right Lord, Father God, I thank you for this time that we can have with you, Father God, and with the people who is watching this podcast. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would have your way, Father God. I even come before you and I and I repent for, of my sins, Father God. Yes, I ask God. that you would forgive me for my sins, Lord God. Cleanse cleanse our our hearts, Father God. Remove all wickedness that is not of you in Jesus' name. In Jesus may it be name. less of us and more of you, Father God. I just yes, pray Jesus. in the name of Jesus that you would baptize us in your anointing, Father God. Baptize us in your fire. Speak through us, Father God, with words of wisdom, Father yes, God. Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that this podcast would just flow and that, Father God, whoever is watching this will receive some type of touch from you in yes, Jesus' in name. Jesus may name. they have eyes. Nope, not eyes. May they have ears <laughs> to hear, Father God, what you have to say. In, in Jesus', Jesus name. name, amen. Amen. So, I want to ask you, Gigi. Yep. In spite of everything, so just think of the world, social media, everything around us, in spite of everything that's going on around us as Christians, how can you remind yourself that you're really living for God and not for yourself? Because that's what the world teaches, that everybody yeah. lives for themselves. Yeah. How do you remind yourself that you're not living for yourself? That's a great question. So a way that I remind myself that I'm not living for people, but I'm living for God is meditating in his word. Yes. So constantly thinking about the truth, mm-hmm. not what the world thinks, not what the world says, not what the world does, but the word of God. Right. That's good. Yeah. I was, I put, I yeah. put the same thing because I answered that question. Really? I said, Stop. going to the Bible. <gasps> listening to wise counsel from God-fearing mentors. Yeah. And that can be your pastors. That can be any counselor in your life that that you see 
as wise. That is actually wise. Obviously, they're yeah. God-fearing. And you and you can know that by the fruits of right. the person. The fruits of the person, that's right. So that's like the gist of this section that we're going to be talking about today in um, this episode. Um, it's called, It All Starts With God. And this is from pages 17 to 21. It all starts with God. It is not about us. So we need to stop asking self-centered questions when it comes to our purpose. When we don't know what our purpose is, you're not going to find it by asking yourself, okay, what do I want in life? How will I make myself successful? Right. Like, what do do I want to do? Because on page 18, it also says, you didn't create yourself. So there's no way you can tell yourself what you were created for. Yep. Moment of silence. Because that spoke to me. You know, like, I've yeah. been so heavy in my work lately and in college. I'm just like, okay, like, maybe this is what I'm going to do in life. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. But, like, I didn't create myself. I can't tell myself what I'm created for. So That's every right. single day we have to go to the Word so that God can tell us our purpose. As, as you know, as children of God, we must begin with God. Mm-hmm. We have to begin with God who is our creator. Right. We exist only because God wills that we exist. Right. And um, I believe that we were made by God and for God. Right. And what I mean by for God is that God wants to use us for his glory. Mm-hmm. So everything we do must reflect his glory. And it, it all revolves around Jesus. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in another section in this chapter right now. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, when we look at pages 22 to 26, Mm -hmm. actually, before I say this, I want to ask you. So, I know that God quite uniquely created me, and he uniquely created you. Right. What areas of your personality, of your background, and your physical experience Mm -hmm. are you struggling to accept? So, let's start with your personality. What are you struggling to accept that God has given you as a personality trait? Mm. Um, my personality. I can tell you mine is literally, like, I'm loud. I'm energetic. I'm, I'm like, what is, what is the word? Oh, I cry a lot. Yeah. I cry a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, me, I'm really a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. very sensitive oh and yes me too i take i take words to the heart mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah and, and i feel like i do i can cry for almost everything that's true but actually but part of me also knows how to keep my composure but i'm overall i'm a sensitive person okay so what about like your background that you're it's you're finding it hard to accept so for me i think for me a long time i was struggling in the fact that I grew up in religion. We grew up in religion mm-hmm. and not relationship. Mm-hmm. So I had to, you know, dip into the world to really see that Jesus is the only way. Mm-hmm. Because I was so forced into religion. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if I want this. Yeah, for me, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I can definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, because we, we did grow up in, a, in religion. Mm-hmm. We so. did. So, okay, what about your physical? What about, what do you look like? Okay, how you look, like what is something that you've been finding hard to, to like, love, about, love about yourself? Right. Yeah, that's a really good question. My arms and legs. Really? My arms and legs. I feel like, 
I feel, I'm saying feel because this is how I feel. It's not, that doesn't mean it's the truth, but. Right. I feel like I am a skinny gal. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted, since I was young, to be thicker in a way. Because I would compare myself, this is an issue I have. I would compare myself to other women who are bigger than me. And I'll be like, why do I Why do I not look like them? Why am mm-hmm. I this small? Why am I this petite? Am I, am I like, behind in growing? In, like, maturity, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's for me. What about you? For me, before I get on to that, I'm just going to say, like, you are perfectly made. Like, literally, I always had to tell mm-hmm. you growing up, Thank like, you. girl, you're fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. But if you think about it, though, everybody says that about ourselves yeah so it's literally only us that feels like that about yeah, our, we're our worst critics yeah so for me i think it was my nose bridge because really yes my nose because i have my dad's nose and, yeah, and it's like it's like a really bumpy bridge and i was just like man this is like masculine what? right now so like i didn't love it growing up and i got bullied because of my nose and yeah <laughs> okay, I know we're doing the pot. Who done bullied you? I cannot say that. This is all right. You right. Well, forgive him. You forgive yeah, him? Absolutely, you I did. Then. You yeah, I did. <laughs> I actually did forgive him on the spot. I'm pretty sure. Oh, but yeah, cool. growing up, I got bullied for it, so I just didn't love it. But like over time, I'm like, dude, I look beautiful. I look, I look native. I look so. I just love the way it looks now, because I'm like. This this shows because I didn't have this bridge when I was younger, like it like grew into it. <laughs> what? I didn't have it. Remember, my nose was like this, like a curve, but now the the bridge grew as I got older. Maybe because I grew up with you, like I never noticed. Maybe, but I'm just saying, like I feel like I'm developing maturely as a woman, so yeah. I feel like it makes me look beautiful. Absolutely. But yeah, that's one thing. That's just one thing. I mean, we all have insecurities, but let me tell you. These insecurities are not by accident, and they're not insecurities Ooh. in God's eyes. We are uniquely made. He Perfect. made us uniquely, right? We're not made by mistake. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, when you look at, like, conception, you ever seen conception in, like, science class? Yeah. And, like, they, they show you, like, how the baby's made and everything. I love those videos. Me too. Do you see how, like, the sperm or, like, they all yes. swim to... Bro, it's millions. You're competing against millions of your other siblings. I but know what you were the one that made it. What am I about to say? You about to say, sis, out of a 1,000 trillion, matillion... I don't even know if that's a word. Eggs. You got through that. Yeah. You got through that. You thing. broke through the barrier. Wow. Mm. Wow, that's so good. We are not by accident, guys. We are not an accident. Nah, bro. God chose you. You got... I don't care if your parents were not married. Nobody is an accident. No. Okay, let me be careful how I say this. I do care if anybody got raped. Right, right, right. But the thing is, because you got raped and now you're... Now that a person... This person is pregnant, it doesn't mean that this child is, is an accident. That's right. also... Okay, this is going to go to another level because... It is going to go to another listen, level, so I don't... <laughs> listen, I'm pro-life. Yeah. I'm pro-life. You know, and... I don't think we should operate in fear. I don't think women should operate in fear when they are conceiving of a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because no child is an accident. Mm-hmm. No child is an accident. So, yeah, no child is an accident. Absolutely. We all have purpose. And, and like, you did touch on it a little bit, and I do, I do want to clarify it for the audience just in case. 
just in case that was the case for you or your family members or anything like that, if you were born out of a rape, then I just I still want to tell you that you are not an accident. Yeah, no. You are not, not made by mistake. You are unique. God knew you before you were born. You are a part of God's plan, and that's why you're here today. That Amen. is why you competed against millions, trillions mm. of other eggs. It's Come because on. God wanted you here today. Come Jeremiah on. 1, five says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. So let me tell you, baby girl and baby boy, you are a prophet <laughs> to the nations. Don't ever think that you're an accident because you were born out of rape. Mm. You are not an accident. Mm. So, honestly, I think that pretty much sums it up on that point. Because we need to understand, and before we understand our purpose, we need to um, talk about these things. So, first, it's all for God. We are made for God by God. Second, you are not an accident. Correct. And another thing, you should think about what is driving your life. We're gonna, literally going to get to that. We're on that right now. Yeah. This is the, this is the section. <laughs> okay so look okay from pages 27 to 35 um rick warren labels this topic what drives your life so there's like different things that he labels and i just we just want to talk about these things so gg i'm ask you a question mm-hmm. what would your family and friends say is the driving force of your life what drives your life well what would my family say or what would I say? No, no, What would your family and friends say about you? What would the outsider say what drives your life? Mm. Um, Do they think it would be purpose? I think they would say, like, kind, like something like kindness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not bad. That's so good. Because you're to God. A lot of people are like, Gigi, you're so kind. Or you're so gentle. So, like, looking out for others and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. That's that's from outside. That's something that tries my life. I feel like for me, they would say uh, approval because I am constantly looking for approval on others. And I'm just being upfront, transparent. Like, I look for approval on others. If someone's, if I believe so strongly about something and I'm like, yo, what do you think about this? And they're like, no. I will literally second guess so quick. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, that's, I'm telling you, like, you that's know, a good thing and a bad thing. You know it's what a that good, is, though? What? Gullibility. Is that a word? Gullible? Yeah, gullible is. I don't know about gullibility, though. Oh. So, but that like has to tie with gullibleness because, or gullibility. <laughs> <laughs> because you, gullible people, for those that don't even know what gullible is, it's like when people believe everything that, yeah. that, no, I don't believe everything, though. That's the difference, though. I'm not, like, gullible to that point. Yeah. I just look for the approval. Like, say I do think something is however I think it is, mm-hmm. and then someone else agrees, it makes m- me more confident in that. Mm-hmm. But, like, if they don't agree, I'll just second guess. It's not like I'll change my answer. I'll just second guess about it. No, yeah. But I feel like that's just human nature. Okay, so now we're going to talk about what Rick Warren says that are common things that drive people's lives. So the first one is guilt. The second one is resentment and anger. Mm-hmm. What's the third one? Fear. Right. What's the fourth one? Materialism. Right. What's the fifth one? Well, some of <laughs> us, what drives our life is a need for approval, which is what I literally just said. And um, when we look at guilt, that's one of the common things that drive people's life. 
um, God gives us a fresh start, so we don't have to look at our life as like guilt is driving it. God gives us a fresh start. Resentment, some people are driven by resentment and anger, and what I mean by that is, say like a person hurts them, they hold all of that in. They hold all of it in, and that's what's driving their life. They're holding their grudges. They're holding unforgiveness. They're holding, they have bitterness in their heart. Yeah, and you know how not to forgive? I'm going to tell you how not to forgive. Well, yeah, yeah, how not to forgive. You heard me right. It's to rehearse every situation in your mind. Because if you do that, you're not letting go. And on page 28, it says that resentment always hurts you more than it hurts the person you resent. So if you're holding unforgiveness against somebody, there's a very, very high chance that they don't care that you're the only one thinking about this and you're holding on but they they are the ones that have a hold on you learn from it and let go and i know that sounds easy and it's not i understand that it's a process but you have to give in to that process in order to understand your purpose so fear right that's a prison fear is a prison that causes you to miss out on great opportunities it does make you miss opportunities, especially open doors that God gives us. He opens doors. He gives us opportunities to, for us to proclaim his good news, proclaim his goodness, tell a person about Jesus. Like, fear can take over at that moment. And what, like, Inyao just said, fear stops us from entering into new opportunities. Right. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, and timidity but of power love and self-discipline self mm -hmm. yes what about materialism what do you think materialism is this is one like, of the things that might drive our life what is materialism when i think when somebody says materialism i think of money i think of physical things mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is mm -hmm. it's it's our desire to acquire things our, our desire to have things like things but Page 29, it says, your value is not determined by your valuables. Let's mm -hmm. read that again. Read that again. Your value is not determined by your valuables. Too good. I'm going to just leave that there. How about approval? That's another thing that drives people's lives sometimes. And usually we just look for somebody else's approval and things, but, but pleasing everyone will cause you to miss God's purpose for your life. You can't please everybody and do God's will for you. Mm -hmm. That's not how things work. Either you're going to please people or you're going to do God's will. It's a polar, it's a polarized thing. Yeah. So what do you think are some benefits of living a purpose-driven life? Like, why is it good to live a purpose-driven life? Because it gives meaning to everything you do. Mm -hmm. It gives meaning to everything you do. Like, you won't... And actually, when you're driven by purpose, when you're doing things on purpose, that actually motivates you to do what you have to do. It that, brings motivation. Yo, you're literally saying everything that's on my notes literally gives meaning to life, motivates your life, focuses your life, yeah, simplifies your it life. It keeps you on track. It doesn't... Like, mm -hmm. it's... When you're doing things on purpose, you have less distraction yeah and stuff like that so one thing like for the focus part how it focuses our life living a purpose-driven life focuses our life 
we have to understand that without a clear purpose, we will keep changing direction. That's just human nature. When we don't know where to we'll go, we're we'll just right undecisive. But we have to try. We have to stop trying mm. to do everything. We have to stop trying to do everything. Do only what matters most. Do only what leads you towards God's calling. Mm. Yeah. When purpose motivates our life, it produces. <laughs> it produces passion. We'll be passionate about our life. We'll be passionate, more intentional with our life. And it prepares us for eternity. Living a purpose-driven life prepares us for eternity. While right. we're here on Cause, earth. Mm, yeah. Because you're careful on what you're doing. Yeah, you're more intentional with everything. And while we're here on earth, we have to build an eternal legacy. We have to please the Lord. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's such a thing as a day of judgment. So at the end of the day, like God is going to... Judge us. Judgment. Yeah. yeah. And he's For gonna everything be like, we did and did Yep. And he's gonna ask you, what did you do while you were on earth? Right. How how were you walking in the calling that I placed upon your life? Right. What are you gonna say? Oh Lord, you know, I was I was doing my own thing, you know, because I'm I'm not gonna lie, y'all, like there are times where I get held back by nervousness, if that's even a mm-hmm. word, by my nerves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because there's plenty of times where I know that there is opportunities mm-hmm. for me to talk about Jesus, but sometimes I don't take it. And y'all, I'm gonna be vulnerable with y'all right now. There's times in my room that I just cry, and I my cry is, "Lord, use me, but give me the confidence, give me the boldness." And God also understands that. This is not, this is not like a a ticket for us not to do what God has called us to do, but like. If you're that person who who wants to do what God is calling you to do, but is just so overtaken by your nervousness, God understands that. Mm-hmm. God understands that. And he's gonna that. he's he gonna has grace. He's gonna get you through it. He's but you just have to it. you have to live it day by day. Yes, and on top of that, you keep asking for that confidence, you keep asking for that bonus, God's gonna give it to you. Because what does the Bible say? You ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's a word for you. You ask and you shall receive. Uh, yep. Yeah, you're right. That's a word for you. Are you and me. So I have to ask you a question before we move on to the next topic. Okay. I love these question and answers. Since you were made to last forever, what is one thing that you should stop doing and one thing that you should start doing today? So name something you should stop doing. So one thing that I need to stop doing is... Being so full of myself. What is that? Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Elaborate. I'm glad you asked that. Sometimes, 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 like that. sometimes, sometimes I need to get over myself because, and that's exactly what holds me back from doing what God is calling me to do. I'm worrying about the way I'm feeling. I'm like, God, I'm way too nervous to do this. God, I'm so shy. God, I don't even know what words I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I need to get over myself. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's good. What about something that you should start doing? What should you start doing? Given what you just said right now. Yeah. I should start getting over myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, period. Kill two birds with one stone. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Judy doesn't know, like, common metaphors. <laughs> and I have no Give two persons. See, you talk, no, you give- talk, you're talking in parables. Like, no, Jesus. Dude, 
if I was a disciple, like if I was like with Jesus while he was leading me, I probably would have been like, Jesus, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to make it to heaven and I love you, Jesus, but what you just be saying don't be making sense. Please elaborate. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, so those are good things that you should stop and start. So, pages 36 to 40 in this book, um, this topic is called Made to Last Forever. Read what I highlighted. We desire immorality. Shh. Not immorality. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. You didn't read that. <laughs> You're done. No, not immorality. We, we desire immortality. <laughs> We desire to live forever. That's immortality. <laughs> Not immor- immorality is like being bad. <laughs> Doing bad things. Oh my god. I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry. We just kind of lost it for a minute. Ooh. We want to live forever. We are that's this is why we are made to last forever. Did you notice? Okay, think about what are your thoughts on death? Like actually. <laughs> is that pretty to you? No, like, it's ugly. Okay, death is ugly. Is it's it sad? Okay, it so be. you so when you associate death, you associate with like negative words, right? But that's normal. That's like human for us to do that because we as humans are made in God's image, right? Which means that we desire to live forever. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this? We are made in God's image. We desire to live forever. This is why we don't like death. Mm-hmm. God made us in his right, image. we were made for eternity. We were made for eternity, exactly. We are made to last forever. This is why we don't like death. But did you know that death is only a transition? Mm-hmm. It's literally the transition to your next life. Yep, and that is either heaven or hell. Heaven or hell, that's it. There's no in-between, guys. No. So don't... So this is what we need to do as Christians. Stop living... Like everything doesn't matter. Live like everything matters because we were made for eternity and death is a transition. Yep. And this life is brief. This life is short. Yep. Do things with purpose. Death is our birthday to eternal life. Ooh, that's a good way to look at death. It's our birthday to eternal life. Yeah, but see, some situations are sad though because that person may have been lost. Yeah, this is why we cannot, there's no time to be lost, guys. No. So let's look at pages 41 to 46, seeing life from God's view. Before we look at this um, section, I want to ask you, what has happened to you recently that you now realize was a test from God? My, okay, so right, right now my faith is being tested. Okay. My faith. In like what area? My faith is being tested because I'm in a season of waiting. For okay. something. So, I'm in the same boat, actually. I'm in the season of just, like, patience. God is literally mm-hmm. te- teaching me so much patience. And, and it's, on, it's, like, it's nothing we can do right now. Yeah, and on top of that, like, this even has to do with, like, the relationship I'm in with mm-hmm. Matthew. Like, they're... I'm not bashing anyone. I'm not saying any names. But, you know, in this season, there has been people who have been against with... I'm walking in right now. Mm -hmm. And I know that what I'm walking in is according to the will of God. Right. So we have to remember that 
as long as we know that we're walking in the will of God. It's all that matters, no matter. That's all that matters. No matter, like, who is against. So we have to see life from God's view, right? Mm -hmm. We have to understand that life on earth is a test. Mm -hmm. And our character is developed and grown and revealed by these tests. So we... Girl, God is is an on-time God. Huh? God is an on-time God. In Proverbs 27, 21, it says... The oh, gold the and gold silver, and no, the purity of gold and silver is tested by putting them in the fire. Right. You know what that ties into, right? Hmm? What you just said. Yeah. That's literally today's Proverbs. We're reading a Proverbs series, and we're doing a proverb every day of the month of October. And today's 27, and it literally says that in 27. Like, <clears throat> listen, for us to grow as men and women of God, we need to be put through the fire. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not... Because that's you're how... Not, yeah. That's, if you're not... <laughs> That's how our character is revealed. <laughs> exactly. And developed. You can literally say as much as you want, I'm a child of God. But when you get tested, we really gonna know if you're a child of God. Bro, when you get smacked by the wind, we gonna see if you fall or stand. Mm-hmm. What is your firm foundation? Did you know that God sometimes intentionally draws himself away? Like, withdraws himself from you? Mm. Did you, look, Second Chronicles 32, 31. It says, however, when ambassadors arrived from Babylon to ask about the remarkable events that had taken place in the land, God withdrew from Hezekiah in order to test him mm. and to see what was really in his heart. God just That's wants to see what's reassuring. in his heart. Mm-hmm. It's reassuring. Because mm-hmm. that just makes me think like, oh, it's not that I did something wrong. It's just that God wants to test him right now. Yes. And, and it, we should receive it, it as it strengthens you. This joy. test is a strength. It's a... A thing that is a tool to strengthen you. Right, you. and this test that we are being put in, let this uh, let this test allow us to prove to God who we are, who we say we are. Mm-hmm. Say I say that I'm a child of God, but the really but the real reason the real reason what the heck how I would know that is by being put the, put put to the fire the fire. It's like. I can't speak sometimes. It's okay. I get to scream like that sometimes. The devil's a liar. You can speak in Jesus' name. You're right. Did you know that life on earth is also a trust? Trust as in God. We are stewards of whatever God gives us. We don't have anything if we don't have God. Literally, God gives us everything that we have. Did you know that? Yeah. So we are, we are in, in our life, we have to steward what God gives us. That's why he says in the Bible... Um, I, if I can't trust you with little, how do I know that I can trust you with much, like more? Mm-hmm. God has to trust us with what he has given us. We will be evaluated and rewarded according to how well we handle what God trusts to us. Right. So, yes, that goes for money too. Manage your money because it, it, it can determine how much God can trust you with spiritual blessings. Can he trust you with your money? How do you handle your money? And that goes for way more things. <clears throat> That's so good. we have to see life as, from God's view, that it's a test. Life on earth is a test. Our character is going to be strengthened, developed, and revealed by these tests. And another thing we can remember is that everything we do should be for the Lord. For the what? For the Lord. Everything we do should be for the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. So... Let's move on because this is a pretty long... I'm sorry, guys. I told you guys we have a lot to talk about. It's like over 30 minutes. But page 42 to 52, 
Uh, Rick Warren labels this section as the life is a temporary assignment. So, what are two things that he says that life is? Life is extremely brief and we shouldn't get attached. We shouldn't get too attached to what what's in this world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it's too so brief. Right. We don't know when our last day is. Correct. So we should live every day like it's our last day. Right. And we are Christ's ambassadors, too. Mm. So we have to live every day intentionally. Yeah, that's, we, this is, like, really good. I know, right? I was reading this book. I love this book. This book is amazing. If you guys have not read it yet, please go read it. Um, this is just a few things from the book. This is not everything. But the last thing I want to point out from this topic is that eternal values should become the deciding factors of your decisions. How eternal do you, values should be the deciding factor of your decision, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you want eternity to look for you? Okay, start living like it. Yeah. Right, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing right now? Right. What are you doing? Exactly. Are you, you know what? Come on. So, knowing that life on earth is a temporary assignment. And, <clears throat> no, yeah, that's true. But what I was going to say, I was going to say that a lot, of, not, I don't know that, but I'm sure there are some Christians that say, this Christian life is boring. Well, what are you doing as a Christian? Mm-hmm. Are you sitting on your butt watching Netflix as a Christian <laughs> all day, every day? That's why your life is boring. Yeah. Or what? Or are you working for the kingdom? Right. Are you doing kingdom work, sister? Are you doing kingdom work, brother? So, gee, right? How could you, knowing that life on earth is temporary, how could you change the way that you're living? What's one thing that, because we can always change. Mm-hmm. For me, I have to stop caring what people think about me. And I have to stop getting my feelings hurt. We have to think about that. It is too late in life for you to get your feelings hurt. We are too close to the end times for you to get your feelings hurt. Same. Yeah, for me, it's don't take words to the heart. Don't. Don't. Especially when you know what God has called you to. Right. Do not take words to the heart. And this is for us, too, guys. We're not saying we're saying. And this is why I'm saying it, because it's for me. At the end of the day, we're here to live for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hello, right? <clears throat> like, actually, we're here to we're here to honor God with our lives, with our relationships, right? With our jobs right. that give so much meaning to our lives, honoring the Lord. Exactly. Very well said. So I have a question because we're gonna move on to this section called the reason for everything and it's on pages 53 to 59 this is the last topic in this chapter guys so but before i go into it with Gigi, i want to ask Gigi, where in your daily routine can you become more aware of the glory of god like what what do you see around you or what do you what is around you or anything in your daily life where you can be like god i see your glory people mm-hmm. the people that's in my life I think for me, after school, after I do my school work, when I'm tired, I can just go to the couch and watch Netflix or YouTube, but instead I can be more intentional, mm-hmm. and I can, instead of immediately going to the couch, I can spend time with God. I can worship, do a quick song, do a quick Bible verse. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we are here for God's glory. Mm-hmm. And we have to be more intentional with the things that we do. I keep saying that because it's so real. Yeah, sometimes, y'all, I, like, 
I'm sure I'm not the only one, but like sometimes I go to the living room and instead of reading my Bible, because I know I have to read it, I already read it today, but this is just like an example. Sometimes I go to the living room and I watch TV. Right. And literally in the midst of doing that, I even was so convicted. Like I, I know because everything that, get up. Right, because dig, every, everything dig. that we do, we need to do for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. The glory of God, like it's who God is. Mm -hmm. It's a demonstration of his power. Yeah. And it's the expression of his goodness. Right. So, like, everything that he created reflects him in some way. Like, literally. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at the trees, they're literally changing color right now. How and, beautiful. And guess what? When I look at the trees, I, they look like blood vessels. Uh, no, you're talking about, like, like a dry tree? Right there. Blood vessels? Or, you know, like, those veins? Are they veins. veins? I can see veins. Or, yeah, yeah, I can see veins, yeah. So, okay, knowing that that's what the glory of God means, we have to remember to honor him and praise him, reflect him, and live for him. And, guys, remember that we're saying all this because this is what's going to help you understand what your purpose is in, in God and in life. Mm -hmm. We are to honor God. How can we bring glory to God? By worship, by loving each other, by becoming like Christ, by serving others, by telling others about him. Worship should not be a duty. Worship should be motivated by love and thanksgiving and delight. Enjoy God when you worship. Think about everything that he's done for you. Mm -hmm. And worship is not just singing. It's not just dancing. It's not just in church. You can worship every everywhere you go and everything that you do. And I've noticed that like in school, I'll just be like, thank you, God. Hallelujah. And that's literally worshiping God. You're praising him. And I love, I love doing that too because it helps me like throughout the day when I'm doing so much work. Mm -hmm. Also love. Um, in Romans fifteen seven, it says, Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. We have to start seeing others like Jesus died for them. Because he did. Yeah, yeah that's actually one thing I'm praying for. God, I want to see people the way you see them. Right. I pray that too because I'm like, I, I want to understand people the way God understands them. Mm -hmm. That way you're motivated by love when you talk to people, even if they hurt you. Yeah. We have to become like Christ in how we think, act, and feel. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we tell others about him, that will help other people discover their purpose and prepare them for eternity too. Because mm -hmm. our job is not to make sure that we go to eternity. Oh, we're good. I, I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. But what about everybody else? Yeah. That's like the biggest part of our, that's the biggest part of the the job here. If Jesus, there's this one quote, if Jesus died for us in public, why would we live for him in private? Yes. Yes. I love yes, that quote. I do know that quote. And that's, honestly, guys, that's the end of, my, end of my notes. And honestly, we went really long. We did. But it was so much information. So mm -hmm. much. And I knew it was going to go long, too. I told you, G. I was like, five minutes each topic. Because obviously, yeah. we went way more than that. But, like, it's so much to take in. So, again, if you guys want to just, like, see if you can get this ebook anywhere or order it on Amazon... Um, it's not too expensive, um, but it's a great book. Like, you guys, it is so good. There's so many pointers in there. And you, and even me, as I was reading it, I was like, wow, thank you, God. Because mm -hmm. he's just revealing stuff to me. Yeah. So, obviously, I've talked so much. But this... <laughs> Gigi's nodding. Absolutely. Um, this Saturday which is today because you guys are hearing it today is the last of the month so the next time we will see you guys is literally next saturday 
Oh, how beautiful! Because it's every first and last Saturday. <laughs> well thought. <of. laughs> I didn't think about that. Anyways, it's okay. We can just read. We know what to do now. Five minutes. We're gonna try and keep it at five minutes. That's our agenda. But if God wants to go longer, God wants to go longer. That's the thing. Because I like when the Holy Spirit moves. Yeah, so that's we'd have to throw our agenda. Nobody can hear you. Why are you mad? I'm not. I'm just saying, like, just speak. You'd be like, that's how you speak on here. And I'm pretty sure nobody can understand. Okay. But I slur my words. I'm not saying, like, I'm really good at this. I'm just saying, just speak louder and clearer. But that's it. Do you want to pray? I talk all the time. You do talk all the time. Like, too much. So, you want to pray? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay, though. Father God, I thank you for this message. Honestly, thank you, Lord. I'm grateful and I'm thankful, God, because this has taught us new things and this has taught us that we should be living life with intention. And Father, I just pray that with this message, we will apply it to our lives, Father God, to our actions, Father. I pray in Jesus' name that we will start walking in purpose. I pray that we will start walking in the assignment that you have placed upon our lives, Father God. For at the end of the day, we're here to do what you have called us to do. And that is it, Father God. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would help us to walk in self-discipline and obedience, Father, so Mm -hmm. that we can do what you're calling us to do, Father God. And I rebuke and I disqualify in Jesus' name every assignment, every agenda of the enemy Mm -hmm. that may be planned against us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, we will see you guys November 4th, I think it is. Um, There's so much to look forward to. There's so much to talk about in this book. Again, Mm -hmm. go get this book, and we'll see you guys November 4th. Love y'all. Love you guys. Mwah. Now let's actually check how long that was.